and welcome to A Sober Girls Podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out. I'm your host, Sherry, and I've been through my own ups and downs with sobriety. And if you're listening to this, then you have taken the first step to making a change in your life and finding a community to help you through your sobriety. Now, let's go through this journey together. What's up, fam? Happy Wednesday. I'm so excited to be back with you this week. I had the opportunity to rest and do nothing this week but watch baseball and write on baseball, and it was absolutely fantastic. We had ribs and naps and everything went wonderful. Um, I went to work today fully rested, which was good because everybody was testing my Jesus at work today. So um, I hope that you guys had a good weekend. If you chose to celebrate the 4th of July, fantastic. If you didn't, I hope that you still had a good weekend because it doesn't matter what you do as long as you are intentional about putting your family and yourself first. Um, I was going to do this whole episode this week. Like I had a whole thing ready to go because somebody brought up in our meeting a little bit back something about um, he has a long-standing resentment that he can't let go of. And it really, I hate the word triggered you guys, but it really spoke to me and got me upset because then I was talking about like not being able to let go of resentments, but then that's what this program's about. And I was kind of toying with the idea back and forth. Um, Not real sure if uh, if that's something that I wanted to speak on. And I have spoke on resentments before. And I have spoke about forgiveness. And so I thought maybe sometime down the road that's something that I would talk on. But I was driving to go get my kid from work. And there's a... I was just cruising through the radio stations. And there was... Um, a disc jockey that came on and he said, what is something you thought you did really well when you were drunk? Something you thought you did really good when you were drunk? And his comment was that he thought he was good at bowling. And I thought to myself, I don't know why. It didn't really offend me, but it it stopped me in my tracks. And I thought... (laughs) When I was drinking or when I was drunk, everything, absolutely everything made me, I felt like I was good at everything. You know, I thought I was good probably at bowling. I certainly thought I was good at lying. Um, I certainly thought that I was a good friend. I certainly thought that I was untouchable. So that question kind of threw me because... You know, we always joke about, or I shouldn't say we always, that's a blanket statement. I've really been trying to stay away from those. When people are drinking, there are funny things that others will comment on. You know, talking about, oh, I'm better at bowling. Oh, I'm better at softball. And we all know what softball leagues are. And if you don't know what softball leagues are known for, you've been living under a rock. Um, So, you know, we always think that we're better at things when we're drunk or drinking and the reason that is is because that alcohol will loosen that or relax that feeling inside of us that and it allows that inhibition to come through right it allows us to really let ourselves go and that is something that is so important (laughs) 
because there's, I mean, let's talk about, there's a, I believe it's a Kenny Chesney song and I could be completely wrong on it being Kenny Chesney, but there is a Kenny Chesney song where he talks about being, or dancing with a lampshade on his head. And I absolutely find that phenomenal because, (laughs) I mean, how many times have we tried stupid shit like that, right? It's not that I thought that I could dance better with a lampshade on my head. It's that I thought I, that I looked good doing it. Uh, There's so many songs related to telling us that we're more fun when we drink. We do things better when we drink. Um, We care less about things when we drink. And I can't, I can tell you that is absolutely accurate. We definitely care less about things when we drink. I know I certainly didn't care about anybody, anything. Um, I was mainly concerned with myself, how I was inconvenienced, how I was the one who needed the help, how I was the one who really was the victim. And so it is true. These songs about drinking are, you know, all about how we are looser or better. And maybe for some people, that's okay. Maybe for some people, the inhibition is fun. Maybe for those who aren't alcoholics, you know, dancing with a lampshade. I'll dance with a lampshade on my head right now. Like, I I don't care. Because I'm finally comfortable with who I am. I'm finally comfortable with the person that I am. I'm a little bit more shy and reserved until I get to know people. But if I'm in Walmart and I feel like busting a move, I'm going to do it because I don't know anybody there. No one's going to remember that in 50 seconds or five minutes or five hours. And if they do, then they have something to talk about. So for me, really, it's, I don't know if it was a slap in the face or just like a wonderment that people actually think that they are better at things when they drink. Drinking and driving. Oh my god, you guys, I thought I was the best at driving when I was drunk. And I got pulled over one time and it was by a friend of mine. And I blew a .28. Yeah, .28. And he was nice enough to follow me home in his squad car. And that was that. You know, don't tell anybody you know me. Don't tell anybody I did this for you. It was just basically a... You're fucking welcome. And even that didn't get my life together, right? Like, getting pulled over by one of my good friends didn't get my life together. Um, When I was drunk, I thought that I was invincible. I thought that I was amazing. And then it dawned on me that I'm really not that amazing. If you look at the things that you're doing, the behaviors that you have. I had made out with every single guy in this house that I was a part of in college, and they all knew about it. Like, it was a joke. I was a joke. Sure, I felt attractive. Sure, I felt sexy. But let me tell you what, knowing that every guy in a house has seen you naked because you finally have confidence and you think you're amazing, that's not anything to be excited about, you guys. That's not anything to, wow, yeah, whoa, look at me go. Like, 
the things I did better when I was drunk or thought I did better when I was drunk is basically nothing. Nothing. There is nothing that anybody does better when they are drunk. And so I I thought on how do we get from the fun loving side of drinking to the out of control we have a problem drinking you know because a, a lot of us do drink in college not everybody um, but a lot of us do drink in college and there gets to be a point in our drinking where for us everybody else quits drinking and we keep going everybody else quits making an ass of themselves or falling down on the bowling lane drunk or missing hits in softball because you're drinking like there are things that stop when you stop there are things that happen when you grow up and the problem with alcoholics is we never grow up we fight tooth and nail to stay that person to stay the people that we are because we don't want to admit that we are actually just covering pain. We're not good at anything. We're not even good at covering the pain. If I look back and I've deleted all of them, I've gotten rid of them, I've deleted them, I probably still have some in print somewhere in my attic. But if I look at pictures of me when I'm drinking or when I'm sober during my um, drinking time, there is this deadness in my eyes. And if you really know someone or care about someone or love someone, their eyes are going to tell a whole different story. So if they're dancing with a lampshade on their head, if you can look at their eyes and know that that's not who they are, then they're not fooling anybody. We're not fooling anybody, you guys. And maybe you can for a little bit. But when the train starts to derail, you're not fooling anybody anymore. Eventually, you end up like me and go to work drunk or hungover. You go to work and you are out of control or unable to stay awake. You need a drink in the afternoon to keep you going. You throw that drink in your um, coffee or in your hot chocolate just to keep you stable, you know, Mentally, emotionally, physically. Physically is that dependence on alcohol where we have to drink every day. So it's not even about really what do we do better when we're drunk. It's what do we do when we're better sober, right? What are we doing better now that we never have before? And it's really interesting because if you read the big book, right? If you go into starting out with chapter three, um, gosh, the whole book is good. Ah! Um, you know, Bill's story is fantastic. A great place to start because you can actually see where it goes into, um, talking about his story and how he met the other people he started AA with. And then, you know, chapter two, it talks about there being a solution, right? What, what it is to be an alcoholic, what it is to want to get sober. One of the big pieces for me is when 
it gets to chapter three and it talks about more about alcoholism. There has never been another text in my life that has related so much to how I was feeling. It didn't matter if it was talking about me being sober or me being drunk. When I opened up the big book, there was something in there and almost every chapter that related to me. And it dawned on me that I absolutely, positively could not do things well when I was drunk. But there is going to be a promise for me if I get sober. And it pained me to think that all my other friends could go on and live normal, quote-unquote, normal lives. That my friends could go on and have a beer or two. And I remember that being a huge deal to me. Because I remember thinking, I can control my drinking. And it's... (laughs) Because when you're a drunk or an alcoholic, remember, you think you're good at everything. What do you do good when you drink? Well, I can control my drinking. (laughs) Joke's on you. That's not true. And I remember coming into AA thinking, okay, they're going to teach me how to drink. I'm going to be able to get out of here. I'm going to be able to, you know, finally by the end of this course... I always remembered it being a class or a course. I'm going to be able to go and have a glass of wine because I know that I'm able to not drink. So I know that I'm able to just have that one glass of wine because I'm good. I'm good at what I'm doing. I'm good at telling myself that I'm in control. So in chapter three and more about alcoholism, talks about right away most of us have been unwilling to admit we're real alcoholics that's exactly what happens when we go to stop drinking well I can stop drinking because I'm not an alcoholic I just like to have fun then goes on to state no person likes to think his bodily and mentally different from his fellows who wants to be different who wants to be the weirdo that's why we're drinking right We're drinking to get rid of the notion that we are that weirdo. But let me tell you guys something. It doesn't matter if if you're drunk or sober. You are that weirdo. I am that weirdo. I am this multifaceted, gotta have it, always want to have it my way or I want to do A, B, C, and D. I love classical music and Broadway. I love baseball. I love car racing specifically. I like um, NHRA. I used to like NASCAR. Um, I like football but mainly college football. I hate bugs and insects but my son has a snake and I think it's cute. Like and it's okay To like all these different things, we don't have to fit into some box that someone has built for us. We don't have to fit into some kind of like idea or ideal of what people want of us. We can be all these things. We can love baseball. We can love Disney. We can love NASCAR and hate sweet tea. We can do all these things because it's okay to be different. It's okay to be outside the norm, right? And so once we've realized that we're an alcoholic and nothing we do when we're drinking, we do well. And the idea that we're going to control our drinking. If you remember early on in sobriety, I don't know if you... Um, do recall hearing anything like this, but this is something that sticks with me every single day. 
is this is a disease of perception, right? We perceive things that aren't really there. We perceive that we are hated. We perceive that we are not good enough. We per and we allow our disease, we allow alcohol and alcoholism to determine that we honestly believe that everything is about us. We are self-centered. We believe that everything is about us. The way the bitch looked at us on the subway. The way our boss looked at us on the way to the water cooler. The way someone didn't punctuate an email. We think everything is about us, right? And so when they say this is a disease of perception, they're not just talking about the fact that Initially, our perception is, is that nothing's wrong with us, right? Initially, we perceive that we are actually just fine, that there is absolutely nothing wrong with us until we have DUIs, until we're thrown in jail. This disease allows us to think that we really have nothing to fear because everything will always work out. And that's not the truth, that's not what is really going on. It's called denial. It's called perception. It's whatever you want to call it. But this is also a disease of progression. Okay? This disease does not just like, oh, if I don't drink for 10 years, then in 10 years I can have a drink and I'll be fine. That's not how it works. That's not what happens. If we don't drink for 10 years... And then we go back out and drink. This is a disease of progression. Imagine what happens after 10 years of not drinking. You don't pick up where you left off. Nope. Your body and brain and disease have progressed 10 years. So where you left off, that bottom, your next one, you might not come back from. You might not have anyone to save you. There is absolutely nothing outside of that bottom that is going to be good about you, productive about you. And it's absolutely your brain, this disease telling you it's okay. You can do this. We've got you. We've got you. We, we will only allow you to have one drink. But that's not, that's not how this, this works. This disease doesn't work like that. When you stop drinking, when you finally decide to put away the deception, the experimentation, the perception, when you start realizing that there is only one way to go from here, and that's either down in the ground or up and a recovery, that's when you have to start really looking at it. And that's why the first step is so important. Because it reminds us that we aren't good with alcohol. We aren't good at anything when it comes to being an alcoholic. I can go down the line and tell you the things that I am not good at sober. Because I have such, such a warped perception of what is healthy and what is not. If it were not for this program, I would sincerely, sincerely not be where I am right now. If it were not for having sobriety, I would not be where I am at right now. This has 
absolutely, positively saved my life. I am still not good at finances. I'm still not good at parenting. I am still not good at marriage or relationships. And that's not a knock on myself. That's not me saying I'm incapable. What I'm saying is, is that when I'm drinking, when I'm actually in the throes of my alcoholism, everything that I think I'm good at is 10 times worse than the things I'm not good at when I'm sober. So imagine me drinking. If I'm not good at finance or relationships, humility, marriage, you know, put all of those things together and I am not, not good at anything when I'm drunk. I am happy when I am sober. I am put together when I am sober. I might not always be good at being sober, but let me tell you what I am good at now that I am sober. Now that I'm sober, I can look at myself and I hate it, but I do it because I know that looking inside myself, doing my 10th step, doing my 11th step every single day allows me that opportunity to have that self-reflection. It allows me the opportunity to, you know, realize when I've screwed up. When I was drinking, I didn't have that capability to realize when I screwed up. I really thought that I was absolutely perfect. (laughs) I still think I'm perfect. I mean, I'm pretty goddamn perfect. I'm pretty close to being perfect because I do like baseball and I can't talk about baseball, but I also like Disney and Broadway and I'm cute. I don't look my age, but anyway, I digress. I apologize. You know, if we really want to be serious about being sober, about being good, if you think you're good now when you're drinking, just imagine how good you'll be sober. Imagine how it will be to wake up in the morning and be able to brush your teeth and not smell alcohol after the third or fourth time you've brushed them because it's not your teeth, sister. It's not your teeth. It's your fucking breath. It's it's everything that went down the esophagus into the stomach coming back up all day long. Brushing your teeth ain't going to do shit. All the gum in the world ain't going to save your fucking life. There is nothing that you can do at this point. So imagine how good you think you are at brushing your teeth to hide the alcohol smell. How good you'll be when you can wake up and brush your teeth and go to work without having to worry about alcohol smell or a hangover. Imagine how good it will be, how good it will feel to know when you are making a good decision or a bad decision. You know, in AA we actually say, um doing the next right thing. So when you know you're able to do the next right thing, you know, these are things that people don't think about on a regular basis that I know that I have to think about because if I don't do the next right thing, if I am not working my program, if I am sitting on my laurels, whether they are the spiritual ones, whether whether they are the AA ones, whether they are the mother ones, the wife ones, the friend ones, whatever. If I am not doing the part of the action that comes from being sober and being good, I will go backwards. I will regress. And I have regressed. You guys have seen me regress. You have heard me regress. You have 
been there for me when I have regressed. So the most important thing we can do really is doing the next right thing. Even if that means doing the next right thing has a consequence. Everything has consequences. That's another thing that you have to be able to realize is that no matter what you decide to do, a consequence is a consequence, whether it's good or bad, you know. So wouldn't you rather have a consequence from doing the next right thing instead of having a consequence from being drunk again? Because you will get to a point in your drinking or your using where you cannot remember the night before and there is not enough toothpaste to wash away what you've done. And it doesn't matter what you've tried, what you've done, eventually you will not be able to remember what you've done. And that will haunt you and plague you until you do get sober. And even when you do get sober and you find out the things that you've done, that still has an effect on you because those are your consequences of thinking you're good at something when you're drunk and you're not. And I know that it's hard to hear I know that if you say, well, if I quit drinking, I'm definitely going to have consequences. So I'm not going to quit drinking because if I have to face any consequences, I would just rather numb the pain and be drunk. That is absolutely no way to live. If you want to live that way, hey, it is a free country. I should know. We just celebrated the 4th of July, supposedly. If you believe that that is the way to go, to continually be numb and allow your denial and perception and this disease to fool you into thinking that you're something you're not, then it's just a matter of time before you find yourself in a situation that you can't climb out of. Whether it's vehicular homicide or your own death, I know that might sound absolutely ridiculous, but it's the truth because you know what? Losing your marriage, losing your kids, losing your job, that is just the start. That is just the tippy, tippy, tippy top of everything that is about to happen to you. Because you think you're so good when you're drunk that nothing can touch you. I promise you, it can, it will, and it's going to. And so you have the opportunity right now, right now, to say, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with living this way. I'm done with dealing with the pain and the anguish. I am done with numbing myself. I want to be able to be joyous and happy and free. And I don't want to worry about if I'm good or good enough when I'm drunk. I want to know that I'm good when I'm sober. I want to know what it's like to wake up and not have to brush the last night away. Or shower, wear enough perfume to try and cover it up or wake up in a stranger's bed looking for your clothes. It's so many things about your personal life, your finances, your business life that you think are good. I promise you they're not. It is just a matter of time until this disease grabs you and pulls you down. There's so many opportunities for you to be good when you're sober. You don't have to keep suffering and being good when you're drinking because you're not. And for those of you who listen to the music and hear the songs about how you're going to be more fun when you're drinking or 
there's a song that tequila makes her clothes fall off or I dance with the lampshade on my head. There is absolutely nothing wrong with being silly and goofy because God knows I am. I am a mess. There is absolutely nothing not goofy about me. But I can tell you that because I'm sober, because I'm not drinking or drunk, I know that the next morning I'm going to remember how silly I was. I also have the ability to stop myself. I don't have to have other people stop me. And if those other people are embarrassed by me because of who I am, then they're not really my friends because I'm an awesome fucking person, just so you know. I'm a lot of fun. I'm like super, super fun. I have to be in bed by nine, but I'm super, super fun. And I wouldn't be super, super fun if it wasn't for sobering up. Because the things I do sober, I'm much better at than I was when I was drunk. That goes for absolutely everything in my life. And remember, you don't have to be perfect, right? I'm not saying I'm a perfect person. I'm totally, totally flawed, and so are you. But at this juncture in my journey, I absolutely know that even if I'm not the best mom or best wife or best friend or best daughter, I know that I'm better than when I was drinking. I know that funny family stories are now ones that we can all laugh about and aren't an embarrassment to others. There is something about being able to be in control of your faculties, right? Like, I'm not talking about your bowel movements. That's a whole nother episode. That's a whole nother drinking story, actually, too, now that I think about it. Anyway, I digress. Being in control. There are two types of control. There's the type of control where we think we know what we're doing and we're the boss and we're in charge and everything is awesome. And then there is the control where we are able to set boundaries with people, with ourselves, with people and with ourselves, with our bosses, with our community. We are able to say no. We are able to be free. We are able to do things that we want and remember and love and enjoy. That's a different kind of control. And I prefer to have that kind of control in my life instead of the alcohol obsessive control that I had as the puppet master to my life. So I just, I don't know what I thought when I heard that today. But I do know that it didn't sit well with me because I don't want people to think about how good they are at something when they're drunk. I don't want them to think that that's funny or aloof or silly because alcoholism can be a real thing. (laughs) It really is a real thing. And blessed are those of you who can have a beer and be done with the night. I am very happy for you. But for those of us who don't, or can't. Just remember that you are not as good as you were when you were drinking. You are better. You are 110% more awesome because you don't have to hide behind that lifestyle anymore. Thank you all for being here with me this week. I am so excited that we are getting back into the rhythm, getting back into the routine. I know that it's been really good for me and I haven't stopped going to meetings or anything like that. I have just been 
overwhelmed. My kid is working. I'm working. It is just an insane busy summer. It is, oh my gosh. So I just am so thankful that you guys continue to come back and check out the new episodes and giving me some grace because I definitely know that I feel guilty when I'm not recording or not here for you guys. So I appreciate the grace and the understanding. I really hope that you have an awesome week. My attitude of gratitude this week, it's, it has to be for the people who have stuck around in my life. The people who not only deal with the crazy, but also deal with me. Um, <laughs> deal with my 85 different personalities and my desire to go to Disney and act four years old and then go to a baseball game the next day and scream at people. I really would not be here if it weren't for the people who loved all sides of me. Everything that I am and everyone that I am. And I'm okay saying that. I'm okay sharing that part of me. I never want to be anything other than myself ever again. Ever, ever again. And so I am thankful for the people who can go, yep, that's my friend. Or yep, that's my family member. Yep, that's my girl. Like... Having those people in my life are a gift, truly, truly a gift. And most of them are not family. Most of them are friends. And, um, you know, blood isn't always thicker than water every time. So I am just thankful and grateful for every single one of you. I'm grateful for my family and my friends and the people who love me and put up with me. And I hope that you guys have a great rest of your week and a great weekend. And thank you for joining me this week. Until next time, fam, be well. Thank you for joining us on a Sober Girls podcast where we get together to talk about each other's experience, strength, and hope. I hope that today's episode was something that you needed to hear today, something that you can carry with you. I really look forward to our time together. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at a sober girls pod. Also, you can check us out on Twitter at a sober girls pod and our website at a sober girls podcast.podbean.com. Till next time, be well, fam.